Down by the bay, I like to play a six-string song. Up comes the sun, and it's looking for fun. I know it won't be long. There's a girl that's so yummy. Yet she looks in my tummy. And that's when I knew I'm just a fat guy in a Hawaiian shirt. I ain't that great, but I could be worse If I drink a lot, or oh, my head does hurt Cause I'm a fat guy Out by the pool, I think it's cool To be by the swim up bar There's a girl over there in a little Brazil Oh man, she won't be far Man, she looking so yummy Then she looks at my tummy And that's when I know I'm just a fat guy in a Hawaiian shirt I ain't that great, but I could be worse If I drink a lot, oh, my head does hurt Cause I'm a fat That's right, I am. And thank you very much again, Johnny Wrestler and the Beach Bum Band for letting me use that as my theme song. And thank you today for tuning in to the Love Florida Realtor podcast. My name is Mark Hanover and I am a realtor with Keller Williams Peace River Partners over in Port Charlotte. And uh, today I'm very excited to bring you this particular interview actually i've been kind of saving this up my sleeve ever since i very first thought of doing this podcast uh today we're going to be talking about lemon bay dolphin tours out of inglewood florida uh i was able to sit down today with uh, my favorite captain captain bruce as well as well as his first mate kim and we had a long talk about uh some of the history of port charlotte not port charlotte inglewood sorry guys some of the history of inglewood as well as the history of lemon bay we're going to learn today why Lemon Bay is called Lemon Bay. Why isn't it called something else? It's kind of a peculiar name for something that's been there for hundreds of thousands of years. And uh, we're going to learn about some of the wildlife. We're also going to learn how you guys can take this same tour uh, that I took my family on here just a couple months ago. A quick story about that. You'll hear a little bit more about it later on. But uh, COVID-19 screwed up a lot for my family this year as it has for, well, everybody. 
and uh, we had to combine three birthdays. And so as a big fun birthday present for my two kids and my wife, we decided to go out on this uh, Lemon Bay Dolphin Tour here. And I just found him through Facebook. If you go to Lemon Bay Tours on Facebook, it'll take you straight to Captain Bruce and his page. And I called him up and he got us out there that day. And man, did we ever see wildlife. You wouldn't believe it. We saw dolphins. We saw uh, all sorts of crazy birds. We saw a half-sunken ship, which was super cool. And uh, I got to tell you, when he took us out towards uh, Stump Pass over in the Gulf, seeing that beach from the water is just absolutely stunning, especially with the color of the water this time of year. It's like a Caribbean turquoise. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um and uh, he was able to point us towards uh, some of the great food that Inglewood has. And uh, it was really a great time. And so I was pleased and proud that he was willing to sit down with me for about a half hour today and talk about his boat tour and all the fun things that he does and all the fun things that he knows. And I think you guys will love him, too. So without further ado, Captain Bruce and his first mate, Kim, his first mate, Kim, with Lemon Bay Dolphin Tours in Inglewood. Hi there, everybody, in Radio A1A. This is Mark Hanover, and we're sitting currently with Captain Bruce over at Lemon Bay to Dolphin Tours with his first mate. first mate, Kim. And we're just gonna dive right on into it, so to speak, there. So, Captain Bruce, what all do you do? Alrighty. Well, we operate a 42 passenger, it's a Corinthian catamaran, shallow draft catamaran, built up in uh, Tarpon Springs. Yeah, I've been doing it now uh, 16 years, uh, time flies when you're having a good time. So uh, we take people out on uh, different types of excursions, uh, you, know, you name it, uh, most popular is uh, you know the day trips, but the sunsets are very popular too sometimes. We do wedding receptions, I mean, weddings, whatever whatever they want to do. Yep, so it's all about having a good time. So uh, Lemon Bay, very, very beautiful place. Uh, barrier Islands, uh, this time of the year, the Gulf looks like the Caribbean. It's just uh, drop-dead gorgeous. And since I've been doing it for 16 years, of course, I know about 50 dolphins by name that I've named over the years, and they have different personalities. This is kind of a neat time of the year because it's actually time of the year that a lot of our females are giving birth. And it really shouldn't be that way because there's no mating season for dolphins per se. It's all the time. But our dolphins, uh, this time of the year, all of a sudden, instead of seeing them all the way down by the Gulf of Mexico, they're only in one spot that I know of that is up north of the bridge. And it's an area in Lemon Bay that's unlike any of the other ones. It's the only part of Lemon Bay that's got a consistent depth. And it's not super deep. There's nothing deep about Lemon Bay, but it is uh, five to six feet from shore to shore. And to me, there's nothing more special than seeing baby dolphins. It just uh, flat doesn't get any better than that. And it's uh, amazing. You can see... Generally, when you have a newborn, it's right next to mom. And uh, even for more support, there'll be a close relative like an aunt that'll be swimming right next to keep that little one right in check because the little ones are curious. They're full of it. They come out swinging. When, they're, uh, when they come out of there, 
we've had them, and you can tell when they're brand new. They actually have stripes on them. They're, uh, it's kind of interesting, and the stripes do go away. But we see these little ones, and they just uh, gave birth, and they're they're trying to do breaches and everything else, and it's just amazing. And they can't get quite enough steam up, and so generally what happens is they'll go up, and the head will get out of the water, and they just kind of flop over and stuff. So, and it's amazing. Well, and mom has all sorts of lessons. Sometimes you'll see mom actually take the little one and and lift it up out of the water to learn how to breach. But throughout the four years that they stay with mom, there's lots of lessons. So that's what happens. Uh, you know, a lot to learn what to do, what not to do. So four years is amazing. And if you think about it, four years isn't bad. You know, with us, it used to be, uh, you know, 18 years. Now it's more like 50, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. But, so, it's uh, it's incredible. And the manatees, uh, the other day we had a uh, thing was huge. It's probably five foot across, uh, spotted uh, eagle, ray. eagle ray. And that thing was wow. amazing. Yeah, it breached twice right next to the boat. And to me, those are just gorgeous animals. I mean, the black with the spots, it doesn't uh, doesn't get any better than that. I mean, the history, that's the other thing that we do. I've taken a lot of research and uh, learned all the history of Lemon Bay and where the name came from and the different characters that came around, the Chadwicks that uh, built the first bridge, and that was way back in 1927. And it was funny because uh, uh, Steve Chadwick didn't really want to build the bridge. What he originally did was he set up a ferry service, and he thought that would be good enough. Traffic wasn't that heavy anyways, but hired a couple Irishmen. And the trouble with that is these guys, that they like to drink a bit. And so half the time these guys would pass out in one side or the other, and the people didn't get back and forth. So then the family uh, finally decided to build the first bridge, and that was back in 1927. And it was expensive. It was 50 cents both ways. So uh, it was amazing. And the wetlands were uh, actually filled in. That's how they did that back in the day. Uh, Sandpiper Key, and that's uh, uh, the key that's right over the drawbridge, was actually wetlands before they started, and it was uh, filled in because nobody cared. The government didn't care. I mean, back then, I think it was the 1860s, they had a federal land act, and uh, the government was almost given away land. And what they wanted to do is have people come here and create farmland. So what took place, you could buy land from the government for a cost of somewhere around 25 cents an acre. So some of these millionaires said, oh, I think I'm going to make a killing. And so what they did was uh, this guy, Destin, he bought 4 million acres, okay? And he was going to make a killing. Trouble was, he should have checked some of the land that he purchased because a lot of it was a place that was called Lake Okeechobee. And that's kind of hard to turn into farmland. So uh, he uh, did not do well on uh, that little adventure. Uh, he did actually sell the land that John Cross bought that started Grove City. And then Cross paid a dollar an acre, so he made three times his money on that chunk of land. And then uh, Cross went to the Chicago World's Fair and sold uh, to the Nichols brothers, uh, who eventually started Englewood. And they paid eight bucks an acre, and that's where they planted lemon trees, and that's where the name of the bay 
went from uh, a mangrove bay to lemon bay and the Nichols brothers the actually came from a little uh, neighborhood outside Chicago and that neighborhood was called Englewood so when they came here and started the new town not only did they get the bay switched to uh, Lemon Bay they had nothing to do with changing the bay they didn't really care about that but they did care about the town and so their old neighborhood uh, they named uh, after Englewood uh, Illinois so that's where we uh, that's where we got the name. So there's a lot of cool stuff that we go through and there's more history on the different barrier islands and there were homestead acts back then and how uh, some of the uh, islanders like Peterson Island, he actually got the whole island. They gave him the whole darn thing. And he was pretty much a character too because Peterson was a Swede and he was a very uh, talented guy. And so whatever he did, he was good at it but he was also uh, very social. And so Peterson walked his island, and uh, Peterson Island is actually, if you're familiar with Ski Alley, one side is Stump Pass State Park, the other side is Peterson Island. So he got that whole island over there. And uh, some of his buddies said, well, you, you know, are you gonna get some stilts to put your house up? And we did have a timber industry too. But he said, no, that's, uh, I don't need, that's a waste of money. So what he did is he walked the island, found a perfect foundation for his new house. And what it was, was uh, cabbage palms. Actually got up on a ladder and cut cabbage palms off evenly at about eight or 10 feet, made that the base of his home. And everybody wants to know how long that house lasted, because if you know about uh, uh, palm trees, it's very, it's a soft, soft oh, wood, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. And nobody knows because Peterson didn't last that much longer. The other thing he was good at was socializing. So one night he had uh, three buddies over and uh, they were drinking. They were drinking heavily. I mean, Peterson was actually known he would get uh, a keg of uh, grain alcohol every month by schooner down here. So that's so they were having some uh, heavy-duty martinis. And the first jug went out and uh, then it was late. Some of the guys are going to leave, and Peterson uh, was lit up. He said, oh, don't leave. What I'll do, I'll go up to the house. I'll get us another jug and make us some more drinks. So he went up there and made a terrible mistake. What he did was he went up there and grabbed the wrong jug. He grabbed the wood alcohol, not grain alcohol. And that's poison. The next day, everybody died. So it is kind of a shame, but if you think about it, I mean, uh, Peterson wound up being famous. I mean, he's got a state park island named after him, you know. And, of course, he is famous for one other thing, and that's the killer martini. But, of course, you can only drink one, and that'll be your last one. So there you go. There you go. So you said you've been doing this for 16 years, was it? Yes. Okay. 2004. So did you start down here in Inglewood, or where well, did you start? Bar Harbor, Maine. Okay. I mean, I've had this business for 16 years. I've been licensed captain for uh, over 25 years. So, ran uh, whale watching boats and sightseeing boats up there. Wow. And uh, we had a home here, and I figured, you know, I think it would be a good fit. You know, this place is gorgeous, you know. And so, I was lucky enough to find. Uh, the boat, which is a Corinthian, they had stopped making this model. And so I bought the boat as a hull, 
they found an old 40-foot Corinthian, and they brought it down from some suburb of Philadelphia, and it was pretty well torn up. So they completely redid the whole thing and to pop a mold off of it. And it didn't have all the pieces either. But I bought the uh, hull that was all done and the pieces that they had and had it shipped to my driveway in Englewood. The neighbors thought I was out of my mind. So it took, it took me like eight months to put the whole thing together and then had to get it uh, the stability check uh, by the U.S. Coast Guard and all the rest and uh, that's that's how we started yeah that's awesome let's go right yes uh-huh that's outstanding it, it's such a great ride too i actually took my family out um as you know uh, a couple of months ago uh actually in celebration of all three of their birthdays <laughs> covid19 uh yeah uh, yeah i have one uh kid who has a birthday towards the end of february and then march and then april is uh another one and it just kind of screwed up everything so we decided to go ahead and go out on this boat tour for you with you guys and it just wound up being this absolutely fantastic uh couple hours out with you guys which is the whole reason i wanted to come down well well, that's great i mean i i love what i do the people that i have working for me love it Mm -hmm. and so it uh, you know tough job somebody's got to do this stuff you know so uh, (laughs) i was was thinking on the way over here i was like you know people are going to accuse me of being spoiled i'm going to sit on a boat and talk to a captain and his first mate you know overlooking lemon bay (laughs) and this is my job yeah Yeah. oh that's good it's a great (laughs) job awesome yeah how great is that and i imagine you guys probably think that pretty often yourself right I mean, oh, yes. every, every day. day i mean i've been every doing it for so long but it, it never gets old it doesn't new things every day it is people you meet everything else it's great that's fantastic so any uh interesting florida stories you can tell us as far as happenings on a boat oh, for her <laughs> oh that we had well um, i've had some real characters um imagine <laughs> i guess the uh one of the weirdest things that I ever had happen is I don't even know where they I think they were from somewhere to the south uh, uh, but they showed up down by the glades or uh, that farming area that's off of Fort Myers I can't remember the name of uh, what that's called Mm -hmm. but it was a a whole family it was like 12 people and thank God they were the only ones on the boat they showed up and the family parked and they had bushels of coconuts and they also all the guys had machetes <laughs> i was going uh can we talk about this <laughs> so, outstanding uh, i'm glad they were good with those machetes i'll tell you but uh, they ate a bunch of coconuts this guy had it down i mean they one chop and they had it and they had straws and all the kids were uh, drinking coconut milk and so they wow. so were they and stuff that was probably one of the wildest groups that we had yeah well, that's well we've done you know uh, parties too i think it was a uh, party that uh, was for uh, the, all the girls were turning 50 and so they took the whole boat and uh they loaded it all up, and they sure did. And so, <laughs> the trouble was, uh, they 
We, I'm, by the time we got down to the Gulf, they were up, they had gone through all the beer and the booze okay. and everything else. Oh my God! So uh, it was something. So I said, "All right, well, what do you want to do? I could take you uh, up to the White Elephants if you want to, and uh, you can have some more beverages there, and then." We can uh, do an extra half an hour. I, I don't have anything going for late. And so that's what they did. But uh, uh, ride back from the White Elephant was something. They were on these dry boxes and they were dancing. And it was <laughs> having a good time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, we've had a lot of, uh, a lot of characters. and That's outstanding. Yep. It's all good. I mean, uh, most people are uh, great people. Really? So, yep. And a lot of crazy people. I mean, they come on the boat and stuff, and they uh, do different dolphin calls, and uh, some of them are kitty calls. Some of them, we had a guy doing, from Arkansas, he was doing hog calls. Oh, that's good. Yeah, oh, yeah. Doing the, doing the suey thing? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That's outstanding. Yep. So, yeah. so. Barking at dolphins. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So what would you say would be the mix as far as local to out of towner that you get on the boat? Um, it, it depends because um, the locals that I get, a, a lot of them have their own boats unless they're at an age where they don't want to anymore. But uh, we get a lot of locals when their kids come into town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we take yeah, yep. And this time of the year generally is when we do all the Europeans, but now Europeans can't come over here. Right. I don't know if that's when that's gonna open up or not, but it didn't stop anything. It was amazing. Our April was terrible. I mean, it just killed everything. Well, nobody knew what was going on. Sure. And so then everybody that was up north came back down here. It was better down here than it was up there, so... Of course it was. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> so all of a sudden, the business kicks in like it was season again. Right. Yeah. So, Thank God. Yeah, and this is, yeah, I don't know where it's going to go and stuff like that. I guess now that the kids, most of the kids are going back to school, it'll probably now turn into a normal September where not much is going on. Right. So, but, you know, this is a place that we've never been before, so... But it's okay. I mean, when it's uh, slower, there's stuff, maintenance that you can get caught up on and all the rest of it. And I, I don't mind doing smaller parties. They're um, you know, more actually more fun than when you have a full boat. Sure. Yes, they are. Well, so, the, yeah. the trip we took, I think there was only, what was it, eight people, oh, ten, yeah. something like that? Yeah. And this boat can handle way more than that. So yeah, it's licensed. It was a good time. Yeah, 42 people plus uh, a captain and a crew member. Right. And they make great boats. They're very solid and stable boats made for uh, our shallow water in southwest Florida. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep, it's a, it's a, good, uh, it's a good deal. Oh, I, I just thought of another story that was a dolphin story I should tell you about, too. This is, this is crazy stuff. So we're doing a different dolphin tour, and we're in going up in the backwaters where they have seawalls just uh, past Chadwick Cove, and there's a Jack Russell. And he's going ballistic because there's a dolphin that's working the seawall back and forth. And this dog was going nuts. So we stopped to see the dolphin. And so did the 
so did the dolphin. Finally, the now Jack Russell's getting so aggravated that he start he was almost hovering above, you know, above the ground. So this dolphin, they were staring each other down. He finally got fed up, and this sounds crazy, but he actually did this. The dolphin bent down, filled up his blowhole, and nailed the Jack Russell. <laughs> <laughs> and I went. Why couldn't I got a video of right, that? Right, no kidding. That would have won YouTube. That's outstanding. So yeah, you never know. You know, you, you're here long enough. You see some crazy stuff, and uh, the dolphins have—they uh, uh, have personalities, and they—they they do get uh, angry. Oh yeah. Yep. And the blue heron that took uh, a uh, fish away from. Uh, one of the dolphins that I know that's radical. She's uh, called Three Stripes. She got, when she was young, she got three hits on the back of her fluke up. And so she's always just, she'll just start breaching in and out of the water. And it's fun. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's crazy. You never know what uh, these, uh, these dolphins are going to do. Definitely personality. When I see Three Stripes, you know we're in for a, you know, just oh, sure. a fantastic show. So, yeah. That's cool. Yep. So it's all good. But uh, that's that's what we do, and every day is you know is different. different. Yeah, that's right. So, do you guys have a favorite place that is your uh, to show off as far as the tour goes? Because I mean, two hours is a long time. And when we went past Stump Pass, and so for me personally, when we went past Stump Pass, I thought that was just beautiful. One of the most beautiful sites I've ever seen. Um, do you guys have a favorite spot that you like to be in, or? Well, no, it's wherever we find the wildlife. So, I mean, I, I mean, uh, Stump Pass, yeah, I mean, that's a knockout anyways. I mean, you get down there, and you get down there, you don't even want to come back. I mean, it's that, you know, it's that's true. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so, but there's other areas that are great. That little anchorage that goes in between Thornton Key and Stump Pass. Uh, yes. That's beautiful in there, too. It's a... Uh, great little nooks and crannies that you can find and stuff like that. But uh, the whole bay, is, it is, it is. And learning the area and all the stuff, and it's always, it just, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And the more you know about it, it's, it's fun because you know what Peterson was doing and all the rest of these guys. I mean, Witten's key. I don't know how much time we got left. Oh, no, we got plenty of time. Okay, I'll give you one more story. <laughs> <laughs> Witten uh, was actually a, uh, a rancher in Arcadia, and the key was actually a guy had uh, gotten the homestead and he bought it from this guy. And, and uh, Witten's idea was he knew about the railroad and stuff coming to Englewood. He wanted to get on there. And he thought, well, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to get a uh, general store going. It would be the first one over there. And so that's what his idea was. So Mitchell is who he bought the uh, island from. I don't remember how much he paid for it. So he moved his family down here. And Witten's Key is right next to Peterson Island. So he set up housekeeping there. And he loved the area. The only thing was, when you're a cattle rancher, you're used to eating meat, right? 
Englewood? Are you kidding me? Where's the beef? There ain't no beef. There ain't no meat. <laughs> there's nothing. Yeah. I mean, there's without fish. You can. Yeah. I mean, you can eat wonderful seafood forever. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But he decided. Well, that's what this place was missing. So what was he gonna do? Well, he took his the the young boys and the guys that were old enough, and there wasn't many of them, but they went back to Arcadia. And back then, that was quite a journey. It was about 100 miles. Because what you had to do is you had to go across the Mayaka River. So you'd have to go up all the way to right around the Comus area. It was a place called Horse and Chase, and it was the skinniest part of the Mayaka. And then you could cross and then go over to Arcadia. Well, they got back to Arcadia, and you've heard of, you know, the old westerns where they had cattle drives, right? Mm -hmm. Well, they didn't do a cattle drive. They did a wild hog drive to the tune of 400 wild hogs. Oh, wow. oh my God. It took, Whoa. it took a month. I don't know how in the world they did it. Right. But they did it. Another 100-mile journey down. Yep. So they finally made it, and now, you know, Englewood's got the other white meat, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, so anyways, uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of stories, a lot of neat things that uh, happened, and so I, wherever I go, I try to investigate all that stuff, and uh, some people want to know, some people don't, and if they do, you know, uh, you got to tell them the whole story, because they go, well, but what about that? Yeah. But what about that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, you know the Tom Adams bridge. You go, they go, well, who was he? Right. Okay. Well, let's talk about it. <laughs> oh, he was Tom Adams. What else do you want? He, <laughs> well, he got the bridge. I, I had a customer that had been on the boat four times, and he, his name was Tom Adams. So he loved oh. the story. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Tom Adams was a politician, and his he was in charge of building or raising the funds to build that new bridge. The trouble was. They, uh, he got the money and everything, but uh, they found out later uh, Tom Adams was a little shady. They didn't know if the no. funds were legal or not. No. <laughs> but, well, they kept the funds. They built the bridge, put his name up there. But a lot of the locals that knew him to this day won't call it the Tom Adams. They call it the New Bridge. Yep. That's, that's funny. Yeah, it's, well, it's hard to believe such a thing as a corrupt politician. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that doesn't happen in uh, your state, right? No. 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 Absolutely not. Although never. I tell that story and they're from Illinois, they go, well. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> no, I, never mind. All your politicians are in yeah. Cook County Jail. <laughs> <That's> exactly right. <laughs> Even the governor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're all there. <laughs> and they go, yeah, that's where they are. I give them enough time. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, that's what we do. So, as far as Inglewood uh, goes, any favorite haunts that you love that you would like to point some of our listeners to? Any favorite bars or restaurants? Or? Sure. Well, um, yeah, well, there's a lot. I, I think, uh, depending if you like fine dining, uh, I, I think Farlow's is uh, one of the uh, best restaurants in town. Although on the key, the lock and key has been around forever. And Ladies. they're very, very consistent. Yeah, if you're looking more for a place with kids, uh, I would go to either Landy's or Howard's over so, there. Singapore. Kids. Yeah, and on the key, well, that's yeah, that's more of a, that's not fine dining. That's uh, like the White Elephant is fun, the uh, Sandbar, and that's 
run by the uh, lock and key, so the food is good. I think it's more pub style right. and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, there's a, a lot of uh, nice places around, absolutely. Yeah, there's a, a little place that nobody knows about. It's called uh, uh, Skip's Backyard, and oh, yes. uh, I like that very much. That's yeah. right. Road. People will know about Skip's Backyard. Yeah, good. Now. Yeah, it's good. Road. Yeah, off of Placida Road. Yeah, yeah. It's right on the right side. And so, yeah, those are some of the other ones. And, um, Royal Palm has a little uh, cute place uh, that's off of uh, Old Englewood Road and West Wentworth Street, and uh, that's called Snooks. Okay. And that's what I I like little hole in the wall places. I'm with you there. Yeah. Yeah. So. You're fun. And that's a great there. That's at the widest part of the bay, and when you get a westerly sea breeze, they're facing westerly, and so it comes right in through there. And nice. So it's, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty nice. Very cool. Yep. Yep. So those are some of my my favorite places. Yep. All right. Well, great. Yeah. Well, tell you what, uh, why don't we go ahead and pimp yourself here a little bit? How do people get a hold of you? Fine. Well, I mean, uh, all you got to do is uh, uh, you go on our website. It's uh, Lemon Bay Dolphin Tours. Uh, or you can give me a call. Uh, the landline that goes to my cell phone is 941-475-3168. And just... Uh, Give me a call, and we'll fit in, see what you want to do, and we'll see if we can accommodate whatever you want to do. And uh, just kick back, relax. We have a great sound system on the boat, so we play great music. Uh, uh, Kenny Chesney, James Brown, you know, we got it all. So, so anyways, just give me a call, and that's what that's all you got to do. Awesome. Is there any amount of lead time that you prefer to have? This time of the if year, I, I don't think it really matters. Uh, in season, then yeah. it's best to sometimes even call a week in advance. But uh, okay. this time of the year, you could call me. We just got a call for this evening. Oh, yeah. Do you have room for 20 people? I mean, 20 people? Right. I mean, with no reservation? And, right. And, by the Not way, big. yeah, we do. <laughs> But that was someone's heart attack right there, though, I promise. <laughs> what am I going to do with 20 people? Oh, my God. All the way from Bradington. All the way from Bradington. I go, you know, that's a ways. You know. Yeah. We got a in for tonight, though. Yeah. I mean, some people call from, you know, Cape Coral. And I'm going, yeah, sure. I'd be honored to take you out. You know that it's over an hour to get here, right? Right. Yeah. Well, they really want, want the best, you know? Yeah, that's fine with me. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, Bruce. Thank you, sure. Kim. So you're welcome. And uh, thank you, everybody, on Radio A1A. And there you have it, boys and girls. That was Captain Bruce and his first mate, Kim, with Lemon Bay Dolphin Tours in Inglewood, Florida. If you'd like to get a hold of Captain Bruce, please go to LemonBayDolphinTours.com or you can go ahead and give him a phone call at 941-475-3168. And if you could, guys, do me a favor. Go ahead and go to Facebook and in the search bar, please go ahead and enter in Lemon Bay Dolphin Tours, and it'll take you straight to his webpage on Facebook, and give his page a like, actually. And if you could, please let him know that you heard him on the Love Florida Realtor podcast. I think he'd get a real kick out of that. We had a lot of fun out there on the boat today. And also, he really is a great follow. He has a lot of really cool little posts and pictures and uh, videos and stuff that I think you guys are really going to like a lot. 
And that's all the time we have today, basically. Time flies when you're having fun. Uh, If you or anyone you know is looking to buy or sell in Southwest Florida, please give me a call at 941-202-1995 or visit me at markswfl.com. And hey, if you're looking for a new Hawaiian shirt or Radio A1A merchandise, be sure to hit me up at (laughs) twistedpalmsco.com. And remember to keep on holding on just like those Twisted Palms. Daytona driving What is this I see Two palm trees together that twisted Like you and me But they're growing strong Cause they keep on Through any kind of monsoon, baby, as long as we're home.